0: Good morning. Good morning. morning. Waking with the word. the day in the word. Give yourself a shake and grab yourself a coffee and a cup of tea. Waking 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 with the word. Good morning. Welcome to Waking with the Word. We're still talking about finding the kingdom of heaven after Easter. Have you ever wanted? To roll back time? Have you ever sat and thought if I could just go back to that time of my life I would do things differently? Have you ever stopped and wished that you knew how to go back in time? To see that person that now you can't see? To talk with that person that now you cannot talk with? To meet again that person that was so dear or go to that place that was so wonderful or perhaps to be you without what has happened since. I cannot believe there is not one human being on earth that has got to any substantial age without at least one time in your life having that thought. Because we all fail, don't we? We all grieve. We all lose. Finding the kingdom of heaven after Easter is about finding something eternal. Something that brings no sorrow with it. The Bible says the blessing of God makes rich and adds no sorrow with it. The blessing of of God. It's not just a blessing that comes from God, it's the blessing of who he is. The blessing of God is the blessing of God being with us, of God being everything that I need, of God being able to be real in my life. It's a very hard road to walk, to truly want to have him as completely real in my life. Because He allows us to come to points in our life where all we are able to trust in is him. Many people pray, Lord, let me see big miracles, do new things with me. But they don't realise that to see a miracle, you must need a miracle. And the needing is very, very hard before the having. To need a miracle sometimes can be excruciatingly painful. But you know when you're at that place, when you wish that you could go back, when you wish that you could so change things, when you grieve over how life has been, or you wonder how life could have been, it's right at that moment that the story of Easter has a message for you and for me. Judas could not go back. Once he had given the information about Jesus to the people who wanted to kill him, he could not return and take that information back. When we have said words, we can't take them back. This is why the Bible says, be very careful what you say. Judas was paid for those words and returned and gave the money back. But even in giving the money back, the information was still sold. And his dear Rabboni, his teacher, was murdered. Judas kissed the cheek of Jesus. What a bitter kiss of betrayal that was. He kissed him. Now, many people have said they think that Judas was trying to force Jesus to do what Jesus had apparently given the impression that he was going to do. Jesus rode into Jerusalem on the back of a young donkey, a colt, and everyone shouted, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, because they thought that Jesus was coming to overthrow the Romans and give them back their country of Israel. Give them back Jerusalem. He was coming to the city to overthrow those in charge but he didn't do that and Judas who had been waiting a very long time who is known apparently as being one who was in a group of zealots which means very passionate men who were wanting to overthrow the Romans and get the nation back for themselves who believed that they were God's people and they should have their promised land again. Judas just couldn't wait any longer. This is what many believe. And so the kiss was actually a kiss of, I have brought to you the very people that you want to overthrow. Or maybe it was a kiss of, I have had enough. Here you go. You've waited too long. Perhaps Judas had become very resentful. We know he was holding the money bag. We know he was the one who looked after the finances. And we know that he was horrified when Jesus did not tell off the woman who poured a whole month's wages all over Jesus's feet in perfume. Very precious ointment that would have taken a whole month to work for. This lady pours it over Jesus's feet and Judas is horrified. He says, come on. Should this money have not been given to the poor? Should this bottle have not been sold? So we don't really know what Judas was trying to do. But we know the kiss had very bitter consequences for Jesus. And we know that Judas regretted what he did. And he found no way to roll back time. And so he hung himself from a tree. He couldn't go back. Just like you and me cannot go back. Just like all the years we spend, we never get them again. And just like when we use an action or we say a word, we can never take it back. But Easter, Easter tells me God can restore me anyway. Easter tells me that God can go to the place of the dead. God can go to that place that Jesus reached because of that kiss, that betraying kiss. Perhaps that pushing kiss, pushing Jesus into the place where Jesus might work. That kiss that meant Jesus was going to die. God can go to that place where the kiss has worked itself out. Now, maybe some of you have had kisses of romance, kisses of kindness, kisses of friendship, kisses of business deals, kisses of great plans, but they've worked themselves out to be kisses of hurt, kisses of pain, kisses of failure, kisses of embarrassment. God, can come to the place that the kiss has worked out. And God has a message for you and for me. The message is the power is not in the kiss. The power is not in the death. The power does not have to stay in the betrayal, it doesn't have to stay in the murder, it doesn't have to stay in the divorce, it doesn't have to stay in the embarrassment, in the shame, in the regret, in the remorse, in the what-ifs. God does not roll back time for God is always rolling time forward. God does not go back and change regrets. God makes something much better, much greater today. God did not give Jesus a new body. God used the old old body in a much more glorious way. The man who stood before, who everybody cried out, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, was much more glorious after death than he was before. The body that stood with the scars was a greater sign of the power and the wonder of God than the body that stood without the scars. And we can all wish to not have scars and we can all want to not have failure. And we can all dream of being able to stand and to show the glory of God because we got it right, because we did it well. But do you know when God takes the dry bones and he makes them live again? When God takes the failure and he turns them round for success. When God takes the addicted and he sets them free. When God takes the shameful and he removes the shame. When God takes a broken heart and he pieces it back together with firm love. That heart, that body, that shape, that person, that human being, that human experience is so much more glorious and shows the power of God in such a much more incredible way than the person ever could have before. I once went to see a dear Reverend, Pastor Jane of the Metropolitan Community Church in Glasgow and on her wall as we sat and chatted one night was a plaque and it said, God loves cracked things because they let the light through. I love it. I love that saying because I'm cracked. I've been cracked. I've been broken. I've been damaged. I've been hurt. I've got it wrong. But you know, my life lets the light through because in each one of those circumstances, my God has been true. Let me say it again, I've been cracked, I've been broken, I've been damaged, I've been hurt, but my life lets the light through because in each one of those circumstances, my God has been true. And I'll say it one more time for when I truly believe something, I say it three times, or when I truly know something, I've been hurt, I've been broken, I've been damaged. I've got it wrong, but my life lets the light through. Because in all of those circumstances, my God has been true. Mary Magdalene, or oh, she was so troubled, but she met Jesus and her light, her life, sorry, let the light through because in her circumstance, he was true. The woman at the well, She'd had five husbands and the one she lived with was not her own. There was some shame in that. We don't know exactly her circumstances, but we know that her life was changed when she met Jesus, even though her life had been not what others wanted, because in her circumstances, he was true. Zacchaeus was a thief. He was greedy. He was a liar. He was a deceiver. He was a bully. But his life let the light through because when he met Jesus, to him, Jesus was so true. Paul was a murderer. But his life let the light through because when he followed Jesus, Jesus was true. Peter was a passionate man who made many mistakes and betrayed Jesus. He was loud mouthed and it seems he could be quite coarse and curt, but his life let the light through, because when he followed Jesus, Jesus was always true. There is not one character in the Bible or one great person of God. And I say great meaning they've done great things on earth with God. Not that anyone is great in the kingdom of heaven because only Jesus is. But there is not one person who has known the Lord and has walked with the Lord. And has done great things with the Lord on earth who was not cracked. And part of the reason is because he does a lot of cracking when we walk with him. Because he will break off of us the things that are really just not honorable to him and not honorable to us. Because you have to remember that you are part of his glory that you are fearfully and wonderfully made, that he wants you to bear his name, that he wants you to be his and him to be yours. Therefore, there are parts of you that he does not want attached to you. There are mannerisms, ways of talking, things you do, ways you react. He doesn't want you doing them. He doesn't want them part of you because they'll give you no peace and they'll give you a terrible reputation and you're his. So you'll become cracked, dear one. But that crack will let the light through and in every single situation he will be true. Jesus was cracked at Easter. He was broken. He was more or less mutilated in the power and the wonder is he came back. John, Peter and Mary were heartbroken at Easter Mary the mother of Jesus must have been absolutely destroyed at Easter but do you know what all of those people all of their lives let the light through because God was true the scars on the hands of Jesus let the light through the truth about God shines forth because he was killed and he was damaged and yet he stands up again and he says oh Thomas you of little faith put your hand in my hand because Jesus had a scar because he didn't get a new body Thomas was able to know that it was him If Jesus had been given something brand new, if time had been rolled back and it never happened, then Thomas would never have had the glorious experience of putting his hand into that scar and seeing that not even death can hold our God. There are some things he does not change, there are some things he does not roll back, but that does not mean he will not roll you forward. Let me say it again, there are some things he does not change, there are some things he does not roll back, but that does not mean he will not roll you forward. And he will roll you forward to what he has for you. And that which has gone before, oh my word, you will find that he uses that for his glory and for yours that he will turn that absolute tragedy into a triumph and although many people say it nowadays yes the mess will be a massive massive message and the message will be the one that was given at Easter our God Death cannot hold him. Our God, nothing can stop him. Nothing, absolutely nothing can stand in the way of God's love for you and God's love for me. It's in our weakness that we find his strength. It's in our brokenness that he truly shines. Dear ones, Instead of looking at the past, instead of grieving for the days gone by, instead of wondering what has happened and why you've wasted it, start realising that you are not in the place of waste. The tomb was supposed to be a place of waste. His body should have wasted away because he had gone through torture and murder. But instead of his body wasting away, his body was rejuvenated and it stood up and it walked and it talked and it even ate. His body was a sign of what God can do even, even in death, even in destruction, even in shame, even in embarrassment. Your God is not dead. You can find the kingdom of heaven after Easter, and you can find it in a much more glorious way. You can actually have a deeper walk with God after what has happened to you. I don't know what it is, but go to the place of the tomb. Go to the place where you've buried your dreams. Go to the place of weakness. Go to the place of shame. Go to the place of embarrassment. Go to that place where you think, if only I had this and if only I had that. And oh, it's all wasted and realize now. God will take your waste. He'll take all of your waste. And he will use it for his glory. He will find diamonds in your rubbish. He will make the flowers bloom again, right where you think. The soil is now too shallow. The soil is covered with rubbish. Nothing good can come from there. You ain't seen what your God can do yet. I'll talk to you tomorrow. All of my love. God bless. If you would like to support our work, you can find details at info at comebacktogod.org.